After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Thursday night, and what a night it was at Golden One Center on a national stage. How were the Kings going to perform? It was a bit of a roller coaster ride, but at the end, when the game was tied at 96 apiece, De'Aaron Fox says, it is my time. Give me the rock and let me cook, and he absolutely cooked the New York Knicks tonight with a monster fourth quarter. Shockingly enough, Demonis Bonus with another triple-double. And the Kings win on the home floor in front of a national audience on TNT. Getting rave reviews from the guys on TNT. Getting rave reviews from Stan Van Gundy and our guy Brian Anderson. And the Kings beat the Knicks 122-117. to 117. And wow, the Kings still in the number two spot. And they are 13 games above 500. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How are you, Morgan? So damn good. So damn good. I mean, for many, many reasons. I feel like it was one of those nights that was just like meant to be, mm. you know? Well, I mean, in so many different ways because okay. of what happened with us early on. Let's hit on that real fast. Okay. So we were scheduled to be in Stockton tonight for a Stockton Kings game against the Westchester Knicks. And of course, I'm super excited to call any game, but I was, hey. Little FOMO. We're yeah. like, oh, we're missing out on Kings Knicks. It's a big game. And then we're going to have to come back to Sacramento, catch up on the game, and do a late night chat. We get to Stockton Arena today. We're getting ready for the game. Morning sudden, rain. Morgan's like, this is crazy. The rain is insane. But she hits me up. It's like, hey, there is a leak right now from the roof onto the court. I'm like, 
really? So they had like a big Gatorade cooler out there catching their water droplets from the top of Stockton Arena. They finally went right around seven and said, we got to wave it off. Postpone. Postpone the game. So what do we do? Drove back in Book it. hellacious weather, yeah. back to Sacramento, caught up on the game, watched the end of the game, and man, you're right. It was meant to be. It was we meant to be. We saw a Kings win. And it was, what a fun Kings win. And being on TNT, how fun is it even seeing Mike Brown in a in a late game timeout, yeah, you yeah. know, Stephanie Reddy giving him the sideline um, interview, and obviously seeing the halftime show. It just was so great to see. I'm so glad that these guys performed on such a high level. And that De'Aaron Fox, again, Dude. as always, figures it out. In the fourth quarter, Mr. Clutch. Well, let, let's talk about this game. I thought the first half was so fun, and they really started early. Damana Sabonis was getting it going, and I loved what he was doing. You know, I know in today's game, it's like, you don't really post up anymore. You know what? The Kings do stuff that other teams don't do yep. nowadays. And they don't really ignore other parts of the court, right? They'll post up Sabonis, and he'll play a little bully ball, finish it with his left. Darren Fox, he'll hit you in the mid-range. Those are, like, not sexy things things in the basketball landscape sure. as much as they used to be. The Kings still do them, and they shoot threes, but I loved how they got Sabonis going early. One of my favorite stats of the night was just uh, Will Z talking about how the Kings were scoring in the paint. He said, after having 38 points in the paint in the first half, the Kings only had 12 in mm. the third quarter. You know, we saw that's when things slowed down, but we also saw a stat from Will Z talking about the amount of post-ups that Domas Sabonis had and usually what he averages, which is under three. So it was just something that they were throwing different at the Knicks, which I love to see because it was working because that man is strong as shit. He is just pure muscle the way that he can go through guys. And he had some big plays late. He had that big free throw line jumper. He had that chase down block oh, late in the game. My. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding tonight. Yep. And his strength was on full display. In fact, after the game, that's what they were talking about a lot on TNT. Of course, Shaq loved what uh, Demonis Sabonis did. You talk about those close games. They've played a bunch of 13 and 10 now in games decided by five points or less. And they got something happening there in Sacramento, <laughs> Shaq. Listen, again, like I said, you know, usually with a young team that they fold under pressure, but these guys believe. Uh, they're definitely going to get out of that drought. You know, they got a good thing going. Congratulations to Vivek, the organization, the city. When they like the game, the city's you know fired up about that. And Sabonis, true big man. I'm, I'm finally able to see a guy shoot high percentage shots and shoot jump hooks and not shoot jumpers and three-point shots all the time. So kudos to Demonis and Sabonis. Yeah, I just thought the national TV broadcast to uh, Brian Anderson and Stan Van Gundy on the call, they really put the Kings over a lot. Like, you could tell that they've been paying attention to what they've been doing. And it was cool. They, like, highlighted some of the Sabonis numbers, like the one that Stephanie Reddy had in her report tonight, talking about what he's accomplishing this season. Players to average 18-plus points, 12-plus rebounds, 7-plus assists, all-time in yeah. NBA history. Wilt Chamberlain did it twice. Oscar did it in the 61-62 season. Jokic did it in 21-22, and this year with 14 games left, Sabonis is doing just that. So just okay. one of four guys who have ever accomplished that. And so they put him over big time. They set the tone early, and you're right. I love the fact that at least in the first half, they're getting into the paint. Yep. They're making things happen. Yeah, I mean, they finished with 60 points in the paint, and then you look at Sabonis' stat line. Uh, a trip dub, once again, 24 points, 10 assists, 13 rebounds. It's just... 
incredible what he's doing in there. And especially at the end of this game, the way that he was trying to tip out the basketball um, when he couldn't exactly grab it down low and just the way that he was being super active, super aggressive. I thought they were doing a fantastic, well, much better job uh, rotating over on guys. You know, there's a few at the end where you just don't want to foul like RJ Barrett going straight line to the basket because you're not trying to give him an and one. Um, and they could have put a little bit more perimeter pressure on him. Maybe someone could come over, but I also understood the circumstance. Well, in the first half, they were really targeting Julius Randle, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were like, all right, let's go. Malik Monk got going in a big way. He had 17 points in the first half, and you could tell when he's getting confident, too. He, by the way, 17 points, four assists, three rebounds on six of seven shooting. He hit all four of his three pointers in the first half. And when he had that one tough fadeaway near the baseline that you're like, how are you even launching it? And it went in, you're like, oh, this is this is Malik Monk's cooking right now. When he's feeling it, you let him go. Mm -hmm. And then when things start to get out of control or a little bit too chaotic, you reel him back in, right? Whether it's you bench him for a little bit, you, you know, make sure he understands still to play composed, the game plan, stay disciplined on the offensive end. And that's what I love about Malik Monk. I just thought he did a, a great job in that first half, really getting them going, you know, setting the tone with this game. I thought he was going to be that TD, you know, TNT game that mm -hmm. TD had against the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, just still a huge half, a huge first half uh, from Malik Monk. Yeah, he didn't play a lot in the second half at all. I know. I really didn't see him in the fourth quarter until the very end when they went with that lineup to inbound. We'll, we'll talk about the second half in a second. But then Trey Lyles, those two combined for 28 points at the half. Oh. Trey Lyles, man. I mean, you guys, how... What again, when Trey Lyles was traded to the Sacramento Kings, everyone was like, Okay, cool. This is yeah, just gonna be cool. like Yeah, he'll be gone. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's a throw in. Look what the impact he's made coming off the bench, being so effective off the bench, finishing with sixteen points and six rebounds, but bench points, forty bench points for the Sacramento Kings. And Trey Lyles always makes such a difference with that. Uh, here's what they were talking about on TNT at the half when it was 69-53 Kings. How about that beam team, huh? Ooh. Sacramento Kings. Watch this, Jamal. Ooh. Uh, Fox. They are balling right now, man. It's fun to watch. 69-53 is the halftime lead. Kings looking for win number 39. That'll uh, allow them to... Hold on to the number two spot in the West if they should win this one wow. over New York. Shout uh, out to see well That's the last time they had a great team. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had, like, was Brian Anderson talking about the eight straight years of going to the playoffs and then nothing, just crickets yeah. since 2006. Yeah, so that was, is all about the change. Well, and since Shaq on the team, he was holding them back. He was holding them back. <laughs> <laughs> and then... He sold his portion. And <laughs> and took off. There you go. Hey. <laughs> In reverse. Not a lie. Uh, it's the American uh, Express <laughs> halftime report. Would you say, Chuck, I sold my portion? Now <laughs> they're winning. Oh, my. Yeah, that was great stuff. Oh, I love it. And they I went on it. to talk about in the first half, Jamal Crawford ran to the big board. He was filling in for Kenny Smith, whose birthday was yesterday. Oh, the former king missing today. You don't miss it. You're a former king. You can't gotta be there today. I mean, he does so many games. Yeah. Like, I understand <laughs> it. I wouldn't want to miss it. But then again, I haven't been mm -hmm. doing that forever. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the way that Jamal Crawford obviously made it to the board before Chuck. Chuck was like 
yeah, yeah. down and ready to go. But Jamal Crawford going to the board, breaking down Malik Monk's game, and then Kevin Lyle's game as well. I just knew every time they're on TNT, and I get it, they haven't been on TNT. They messed up, uh, Kenny messed up Terrence Davis's name last time. I forgot what he called it, Terrence Davis last yeah. time they were on TNT yeah, yeah. in that Nets game. But tonight, you're like, Kevin Miles, or what do you call him? Kevin, Kevin Lyles. Lyles. <laughs> what? Like, I think you meant Trey. Kevin Lyles? Yeah. For uh, a second, I was just going to go, I was like, yeah, let's just call him Kevin Lyles. You should embrace love that. It. Yeah. Should embrace it. Just call Kevin him. Lyles. Exactly. <laughs> 39 <laughs> wins for the Kings. They're now 39 and 26. Uh, the most wins since that 18-19 season when they won 39 games in a season. Oh, How insane on. is this? How yeah. insane is this? You guys, it's insane to think about where their win total is, but it's insane to think about how the NBA gave them another national game and they stepped up to the challenge. They said, mm -hmm. okay, we're ready for this one. Not only did they do a good job of really... I, I'm not going to say dominating the game, but they they had con it seemed like they had control over this game for the most part until that third quarter hit, right? And how many times have we seen awful third quarters from the Sacramento Kings from years past? I think they've done a better job, obviously, of making their halftime adjustments and figuring things out. But it was a bad third quarter by the Kings, but adversity hit, and they found a way to fight through, be clutch, get back into their game, and get the W on national television. Yeah, it I'm was so the, the third quarter was really, really bad. And I was disappointed just from the standpoint of like the Kings started settling for threes. And oh, it was like you have a lead right now. Like don't don't play it like it's over. I felt like they were playing like there was a minute 30 to go in the game and they were up 17 or whatever it was. I mean, you have a 21 point lead in this game. Like you need to close the door. All of a sudden, the Knicks go on a run. It just felt like the Kings could not get anything. Defensively, the Ooh. rebounding oh. the rebounding tonight was atrocious. And it was something we had talked about. All day long. All day, because the Knicks came into tonight's game as one of the best rebounding teams uh -huh. in the league. I think they were third in offensive rebounding, second in second chance points. And tonight, like, I mean, you look at the final numbers, it, it could have been a lot worse. Um the Knicks had 17 second chance points, uh, but they, in the game, had 23 offensive rebounds. Yep. The offensive rebounding was 23 to 6. Josh Hart was a monster on the glass. Morgan, he had 15 rebounds overall, eight of them offensive rebounds, career highs. Like, that's something that we talk about during a win. You can go, oh, it's nice. The Kings won. Uh -huh. But when you turn on that film tomorrow, you are watching. How is Josh Hart doing this? And, and this is this is the issue. It's not how is Josh Hart doing this. It's he has effort. He has uh, a good feel for the ball. And obviously, these this Knicks team shoots so many shots, misses so many shots, long rebounds, popping off, whatever. Yeah. Going into these spots that they know to already go to. I mean, not know, but, you know, they have a good feel for it. And someone like Josh Hart, though, after he has his third offensive rebound, why the shit are you not just making it a point of emphasis to shove a body on him, to find that man, to seek him out, and then you look for where the ball is? I mean, that should have been someone's strategy 
and yeah. goal, the like as I mean the whole time, but as soon as he really started going off, and Mike Brown talked about it with his Stephanie Reddy interview, it was just like nobody's putting a body on anybody, and that's really scary. Yeah, it was just repeatedly, and it's, let's also acknowledge this: Josh Hart is one of the better rebounding guards in the Absolutely. league, and that's like his that's his forte. He like he gets after it, he gets offensive rebounds, so it's not a shock that he did it, but. Dude, at some point, you you it can't keep happening. Like I, I after the like fourth one, we're looking at we're just look we're gonna overcompensate on Josh Hart a little bit here. It's it's kind of like even Chuck talked about this at the half, and he was like, "Why isn't anyone forcing Sabonis right? Why isn't anyone support? I just don't understand how nobody can just make him work a little bit." Well, yeah. and the thing is, it's so hard because he's so good. And Josh Hart, same kind of concept. He's so good at getting those rebounds that it's not like it's just an easy concept to go out and get him and put a body on him. But at the same time, you still got to do a little better than that. Yeah, that was rough. Um, Also, the other thing that impacted the second half before I go too deep into it, Jalen Brunson did not play in the second half of this game. And, he got off to a really nice start. You're yeah, like, God, he did. you had six, what do you have? 16 points, I believe, in the first half. He finished, uh, no, he had 19, 19 points, six of 12 shooting. You're like, oh, God, is this going to be a crazy Jalen Brunson game? You know, he's returning from injury. But the bad news for the Knicks is like, he didn't play in the second half. He looked very uncomfortable with the foot. He didn't return. Yeah, sad because you obviously want to see what this man can do on TNT against another really good crunch time player in De'Aaron Fox. What what would have that battle been like in the fourth quarter? Kind of glad we didn't have to see it, though. I just want the W for the Kings. But at the same time, as a huge basketball fan, I would have loved to see, and I hope he's okay. I think the other crazy stat that someone just pointed out in the chat that I did have circled on my box score oh, here. look at you. The Knicks shot 53s. This is not a great three-point shooting team, huh. but because they were getting so many second-chance looks, I think they were falling into the trap of launching a ton of threes. Julius Randle. I mean, I know when you just look at the raw numbers, you're like, oh, man, okay, 23, 10, and 5. I didn't feel like he was good. He was 8 of 22. He was 2 of 12 from 3. Yeah, the moment seemed a little big for him at times. Um, I mean, he still does... So many great things, no, see, by that's the way. The thing. You see the moments, but I don't think he cares. He's just going to go out there and chuck up sometimes. That's what uh, he does. Uh, he also, I mean, was that at the end when Harrison Barnes stripped the ball away from him? Yeah, that's Big him moment. trying to do too that's much. That's what I'm and, saying. And that's why I look at the Knicks team. I know we're doing a deep dive on the Knicks for some just reason. Really but Jalen Brunson, to me, is their best player. And late in the game, Jalen Brunson would have had the ball in his hands. He's been a phenomenal closer for the Knicks this year. Instead, Julius Randle's trying to make something happen. Harrison Barnes played some incredible defense to knock the ball away. I thought it was a rough game, but it's crazy to see that they launched 53 pointers tonight. And they started making them in some big moments. You saw Grimes knocking down a lot of those corner threes. I mean, it didn't matter if there was a hand in his face at times, but they had to make life a little bit harder for him, um, they started making that adjustment. I would say one of my least favorite things of the second half was not only the third quarter, the transition defense and the threes that were being not being made by the Kings. They were settling. But then to start the fourth quarter, Mike Brown with that lineup that he went that uh, yeah. that he started the fourth quarter with, what I did not understand. I did not understand that. Yeah, and I get like you have to understand what is happening in the game, right? The Knicks just closed the third quarter, especially against the lineup that was just in there on a 26 to 12 push. It ends up being 91 84 Sacramento because Mitchell scores that bucket right at the end of the quarter. But they, they start that 
I believe they start the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, was that with Mitchell, Barnes, Keegan, Lyles, and Metsu? That sounds about right. And immediately that 26 to 12 push ends up turning into 33 13. And you're going, I don't, the way the game was going, there was no messing around. Like, yeah. I think you needed Fox or Sabonis out there. And again, I thought Chemezi Metsu was not good tonight. And we've been saying that a lot lately. Give me Lyle small ball five. I, I don't know how many times we have to say it. Like, Lyle small ball five is where it should be at, especially against these these Knicks bigs. Like, for whatever re- reason, uh, after Robin Mitchell Robinson picked up his fourth foul, Thibodeau didn't want to go back to him, and he was playing Hartstein a lot. All right, pull Hartstein out. Like, let Lyles, he can put the ball on the floor. He can get by guys. Like, yeah. let him play the small ball five, especially because Metsu, like, if he's not out there, getting a rebound if he's not out there like why do you have him out there if he is not helping you yeah no i i'm with you and i think there's so many other little things that trey lyles does such a fantastic job as when when they put him in that position um in that role that it sometimes feels like mike brown doesn't trust him or Mm. doesn't trust his size when really it's not about his length and um his wingspan it's about his strength it's about him staying vertical and being able to contest him being able to push a body out because he is so strong so yeah that was frustrating at times uh to start the fourth quarter but i'm glad that he called a timeout made the quick adjustment i appreciate the fact that we have 700 plus people watching us live right now thank you the biggest thing you could do to help us grow is hit the thumbs up button that should be like 500 just hitting the thumbs up button all it does is help our channel grow because it'll show up on more people's pages on their YouTube feeds and then people can join this community and that's badass. You should also hit the subscribe button as we are chasing 11,000 subs. Uh, before we move forward, let's give some more love, uh, including to some super chats. Tina donating five bucks. Uh, I was, what'd she say? I want to start a chant for Sabonis. The announcer yells, Sa, and the crowd says, Bonus. Bonus. Sa. Bonus. I think we just have to keep it to Keegan, you know, it's just to be completely the two frank, syllables, yeah. you know, it's just Keegan it's Murray. Yeah. It, 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 it matters. But I get it. you want to give him more love. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll sure. be donated 10 bucks. Appreciate that. Gerardo donates five crazy weather in Sacramento an incredible win by the Kings. Can't ignore the Kings no more. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Kevin Garnett. Fuck you mean the Kings ain't going nowhere. It's real. The Kings are real. I love, I love that drop so much. I'm, I'm so keeping that forever. Forever. Fuck you mean? The Kings ain't going nowhere. It's real. The Kings are real. I love it. He's on board. Enrique donated five bucks. I am back. Need to ask a question. Give me your seven to ten minutes to get minutes when it matters. I don't. I don't know what that means, man. I should have read. I should have. Yep. You know, yep. My bad. Should have read my bad. It first. Turnover yep. deuce. Yep. Ryan, thank you so much for becoming a member. Thank you, Andres, for subscribing. Thanks, guys. Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned that lineup. Now the good news is, while well, all of us were at home and social media was going, why isn't Fox or Sabonis in at the ten twenty seven mark? Mike Brown calls a timeout. It's like, okay, I gotta get my, I gotta get my guys back. Yep, in. It, Quick this, timeout. Is, this is getting fragile because at that point it was ninety two ninety one. They cut it to one. It's going back and forth. The crazy sequence of the game was when the Knicks got five offensive rebounds. And then, remember, it went out of bounds. One second on the shot clock. Oh, this was awful. Was that the old elevator screen, RJ yeah. Barrett, wide open for three? And I'm like, How did, that was too easy. They were one second on the shot clock. Kings, Kings were behind, obviously defending 
the basket and they were thinking that a guy was just going to slip for the easy two. And instead they closed elevator screen, whatever you want to call it. And RJ Barrett went to the top of the key wide open with one second left on the shot clock, just terrible defense, terrible execution. That was frustrating. Cause I'm like, Oh God, we're getting to a point where oh, there's so many possessions that are very deflating, especially all of those offensive rebounds. So at that point, it's 96, 96. Uh-huh. It's fragile. So what's going to happen? De'Aaron Fox, who entered the fourth quarter with eight points, says, let's go. I mean, Morgan, what he did in the fourth quarter was tremendous, including some big-time plays. Here's Fox driving. The hammer off the dribble. The left hand by De'Aaron Fox. You talk about a statement rip. He's got nine in the quarter. And then he hit a three. Then it's 101-96. But that move he had on Josh Hart to free up and have that dunk. He was talking to him after the game. Like they were close. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you know, just kind of laughing back and forth. There's no way in hell he was not talking shit about that. And like, just like rubbing it in his face Mm. a little bit being like, dude, I got got, you so bad. And they got him on another drive. At that time he finished. Well, someone had to come up and contest. So someone came over to help. I, I forget if it was quickly or whoever. And he still finished on another body. He was so pumped up. He was screaming. That type of emotion mm. from De'Aaron mm. Fox mm. is just not something that we saw on a consistent level for so many years. And now you're seeing it. You're just feeling it. You're feeling the joy that he plays with when he's making those moves. His little in and out dribble. Oh, and by the way, grabbing his hamstring in the, uh, toward the end of that fourth uh, quarter. Oh, that makes me so nervous. It, it, that's, Be nervous. No, it is. You it's, should. Should we wait to talk about it or do we want to talk about that now? Talk about it now. Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous about it. He missed a game because <laughs> of hamstring soreness, and Brown told him to sit, and then late in the game, he is grabbing his hamstring. Now, they did acknowledge that on the broadcast. Late in the game... It didn't seem to impact him as much. It felt like he, I don't know if it was, a, was it adrenaline? What, yeah, 100%. Stan Van Gundy said when you though. have the ball in your hand, you can just, no. you can, anything is healed or something. I don't buy that on a hamstring issue though, Morgan. I, I do if it's just to an extent, right? Like if he's not pulling it, if he's just straining it, like you can figure it out. Let adrenaline go. It doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, but at the same time, you're on TNT. You got to get a win, baby. Well, he absolutely took over, and he start, He really helped the Kings uh, take control after t- the game was tied at 96 apiece. It was 103-96 with 6.37 to play. Thibodeau was like, I got to gotta talk this shit over. This guy, Fox, <laughs> is doing what he's been doing all year, and that's taking over in the fourth. What the hell is going on? Next play, Sabonis... Fouls R.J. Barrett. Uh-huh. Clearly a foul. Oh, he got yeah. him. And 619 to go. That was Sabonis' fourth foul. I don't know what the thought process is. And this is something we're talking about with challenges in the league right now. Mike Brown relies on his bench uh-huh. because they're wa- they have like the, the actual game his feed. His coaching they could rewind staff on the bench. Like, yeah, hey, it's worth challenging. Yeah. He got the challenge signal. And I don't know what they were looking at. And I get it. You have to make a split second decision like you have to make a call but here's the point what why challenge it in general because uh-huh. one it's not Fourth foul. even if you felt like it was close which it wasn't yeah it was clearly a foul it, you, you have to understand it's got to get overturned so is it worth gambling a timeout when, and then you lose the challenge you lose a timeout then you're down to one timeout it was a bad challenge and the coaches have to do a better job of that you Absolutely. cannot mess that's a that was a critical mistake that could have come back to bite the kings I can sit here and say like man it's so hard to make those decisions in that time of the game I, we all know that but that's why 
this coaching staff, these coaches in this league are so great because they're they're trained and and working to not make those type of sudden yeah. mistakes. And I think when you look at Sabonis and the way that he his hands or his arms were vertical, but his entire body, the momentum of his body was coming straight into RJ Barrett. Like it was it was such an obvious foul and it wasn't like it was going to be a moment yeah. to be like I got to stick up for my guy. I do appreciate the chat too because what? people love Mike Brown. I we have slobbered oh, over Mike Brown yeah. for a long time, okay? it's This isn't me. It doesn't take anything away from how we feel about it. I'm just saying, like, I don't like using the challenge. I'm a big believer of the challenges. Like, keep them at the end of games. That's when it matters. Or when your star player clearly picks up a foul, it puts him in severe foul trouble. Todd in the chat says, it's about supporting your all-star center. No. Not at that moment. <laughs> It's about winning the game, okay? Yeah. And winning the game, it wasn't it, it wasn't an obvious, like, oh, my God, how would you call that on him? It, w it was his fourth foul, okay? That's not critical with six minutes to go. You're still up in the game. I want to keep my time out. I, I don't care about we're, that fourth foul. We're getting to a time of the year where every type of strategy yeah. really matters. And because our expectations are so much higher of this team than what they were in the beginning of the season, what I love, Deuce, the Kings just won on TNT, and we are definitely being critical about so many things. So <laughs> this is one thing. Well, no, no. I I think that like even just the way that the Knicks were playing at certain points, um, that we were breaking down and we were laughing about breaking down what the Knicks were doing so well. And and there's been so many games where we've come in, we've broken down what the Kings have done so well. But now after every single win, but now that we're at this point of the season where I feel like our expectations are so much higher of this team, those little things are going to matter not only in these big games, but because this King squad is a playoff team. And in the mm. playoffs, mm -mm. I know it's so fun to mm. say, and in the playoffs, those mistakes are way bigger than anything else. And so this is the time to really practice and get those things right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Gavana says, oh, it's time to institute a coaching search is what I'm gathering from dudes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, but they lose the challenge, but it didn't end up coming back to bite them in the game. L you know, the, the Kings end up after that. Um, Barrett makes both. It's 103-98, and Randall hits a shot to cut it to three. Fox was just tremendous, man. And, and the, the shot he hit late in the game, which pretty much sealed it, was yeah. pretty nice. Everybody coming to their feet here at Golden One Center. The drama playing out. 36 seconds to go. Shot clock hits 10. Fox at the logo. Creeps toward the left ring. Still in three-point range. Dances with a dribble. In attack mode. Drives. Double clutch. Glass. He's got the layup. Two-possession lead. 26.4 to go. And that made it 117-113. Uh, you also had a couple Trey Lyles uh, free throws after that. You had R.J. Barrett. Then the end of the game. Go ahead. Sorry. You 14. Fourth quarter points no. for De'Aaron? How many? Uh, 15. 15 fourth quarter points. My goodness. Yeah, because he had a free throw late in the game. Uh, Sabonis knocks down like, a couple of free throws, and here's how it sounded at the end. Gives to Randall. Here's a 32-foot three that misses at the buzzer. The Kings will light the beam. They've broken a four-game losing streak at the hands of the New York Knicks. They atone for an embarrassing performance at Madison Square Garden on December 11th when the Knicks prevailed 112-99. to 
the Kings improve their record to 39 and 26. They match Memphis. Memphis with a win tonight in the first half of the doubleheader on TNT against the Warriors had taken a half game lead. But the Kings go back to the number two spot. God, the G man. I love hearing that. I love the atmosphere tonight. The crowd was amazing. And to do that on the national stage was the best. And they didn't start the light the beam chant too early. Some people mentioned that they kind of did. But I didn't think so. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought it was trust. Trust me. I'm like the light the beam police and you cannot start it early when I'm around. I believe in so many jinxes. Um, I thought it was well timed out by the crowd. Good job. I think some of my favorite things about this game, you had to grind it out a little bit and yeah. facing that adversity. I want them to obviously learn from this, like learn from the fact that like Josh Hart dominated on the offensive glass that the Knicks as a team dominated on the offensive glass with all those offensive rebounds, 23 of them. Mm -hmm. Even with them not like knocking down, they only hit 10 threes tonight. 10 yeah. threes. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Sacramento had 17, 23s. They got hot and they won the game. They had to find ways to get stops late. They got stops late. We mentioned the Sabonis chase down block, the HB steal from Julius Randle late. They got defensive stops. And then their best guy, De'Aaron Fox, took over this game. It, it's crazy how many times we've said this this year where Fox is like, oh, he's got eight to 10 points. Kind of a quiet night. Oh, I'll push can't get going. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, how did he end up with 25 to 30 points? And tonight, De'Aaron Fox finishes with 23 points, seven assists. He did a nine of 16 shooting. He took seven free throws. He should have had more. I, no, I, he definitely deserved to have more, but I thought he had a really, really strong game. How great is it that his teammates were having the strong game to start this game yeah. while he wasn't? And then he was like, all right, guys, get on my back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heck, I'll finish this off. But I think even someone like Kevin Herter, who only had two of those 10 threes made, was doing just a great job moving without the basketball, hitting some shots in the mid-range, like really finding a flow in different ways for this game. I just appreciated um, the impact that other guys were making on the offensive end when De'Aaron 
didn't until and, late. And this is why this is a good team. Like, we can spend all day being like, well, okay, are they better than this team? Are they better than this team? Look at the West. Look at the West. Oh. I can go up and down the West and pick out all the flaws. If you want to say Denver's better, I'm fine with that. Phoenix. But now Kevin Durant's going to be gone, gone for a few weeks, right? The Clippers, I don't know. Like, they haven't totally figured it out. What do you call them? The paper champs? The paper champs. They're all paper champs. I, they've, they're, I think they're the three-time paper champs. You just or did the, did the Nets win a paper championship, too? Oh. No, that's... Oh, they, they are going to win the chase on paper. They look pretty good. So I don't dumb. care about on paper. I'm seeing it with my eyes. And Sacramento may have flaws, but the reality is that this team is a very good offensive team. And they're not just winning by shooting a ton of threes and knocking down a ton of threes. Tonight, they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. They had to find a way to grind it out. They set the tone with points in the paint in the first half. Second half, okay. Gets a little close. What's going to happen late? Their best guy was like, let me get to my spots. De'Aaron Fox, I, I don't know if it's Malik Monk. I don't know if it's Mike Brown. I don't know if it's just being around all these guys. But seeing him dunk again after not huh. dunking for a couple of years. My. Yeah. That, that type of stuff energizes everybody. Uh -huh. He was fired up after that. The crowd's engaged. Everyone's into it. His teammates, those are momentum-shifting plays. And my last point I want to make about this, just looking at the West, is it, it's time to acknowledge what we're seeing. Like, this team is 13 games above 500. All these teams in the West are flawed. So I don't want to hear any, about anyone else. People talking about, oh, the Warriors. Warriors lost a huge game oh on the goodness. road tonight against a shorthanded Grizzlies team. They are 7 and like 26 on the road. Yeah, Get it are. together and maybe I'll consider you like, oh, God, you're a real threat. This team this team that we're witnessing uh -huh. is not a joke. It's and they've shown late in games they could defend. They show they could close games and tight games. You got to believe in them. It's not you a do. joke. It's not a joke. And you you look at their assist numbers once again. I mean, you talk about a team sharing. They had 28 assists on the night, and we know how many 30-plus. They're too shy of that 30, right? And when they have those 30-plus assist nights, I, what, they, um, what their record is is just amazing. And I think when you look at the Kings as a complete squad, squad, team, I'm not acting like a complete fundamental team you look at the defensive end they can get by they can put forth the effort they can get things done it's not going to be pretty enough when we get to the postseason but it doesn't mean that there's defenses out there in the western conference that are just oh so much better when you look at the mavericks like what the shit is that right i mean they're, they well, have their flaws defensively so i think you can make those arguments with so many different teams and now especially because health is going to be yeah. factoring in for so many teams health is a factor and the kings have been really healthy even though they're battling through it fox clearly is with the wrist maybe the hamstrings a bonus with the hand we know this i think the other thing too is like the clippers have had flaws defensively but when you looked at i was talking about this today on our daily show their first half defensive rating headed into tonight was 28th in defensive rating second half 15th yes fourth quarter 10th in defensive rating if it was reversed, I'd be like, oh, that's not great. You can't close the right way. But they're finding ways to get stops in, -game in the fourth quarter of games. They adjust so in fourth quarters. I understand. They're not the perfect uh, defensive team. Sure. But even Zach Lowe brought this up the other night. You know what? They're, they've been pretty good as a defensive rebounding team. Uh, tonight wasn't a great rebounding night for this group uh, against one of the better teams. No. They're pretty good in transition. Mm-hmm. You look at the defensive numbers late in games, they're getting stops when they need it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, no one's saying that this is a perfect team. I'm not even saying it's a championship team, obviously. I just think that this team is not only capable of, like, 
competing in the playoffs, uh-huh. I think they can win a series. I do. I, do. I think, it, depending on the matchup, they could have some fun this it's, playoffs. It's wild to say that, and I think so many people hear that and that aren't watching the Sacramento Kings, and they're like, ha, Kings fans are just riding this wave. When you're covering the league and watching so many NBA games, and especially when you're watching so many Western Conference teams, and you see what the Kings can accomplish with their team basketball, um, with the identity that they have built, with the leaders that have taken a leap in their game, you you start believe it's it's the eye test. It's mm-hmm. not just like oh, it's a cute story. It's actually happening right in front of our eyes, and now on a national level tonight again. Again, on a national level, it's big time stuff, and it's. I'm so glad to see um, that this is where we're at in the season. This is not the Kings that are limping in. They have come out of the All Star break, and they have had one loss, and it was to Minnesota. Um, let's uh, hear a little bit from Mike Brown after this game. Morgan Reagan, James Ham, our buddy over at the Kings Beat, tweeted out uh, some Mike Brown from tonight's game, and here's how it sounded. You take wins at this time of the, of the year, but that's not how we need. That's not how we should be playing basketball. What you guys saw tonight. Mm. I am not happy with our performance at all, except for the fact that we got the win. Somehow, some way, we have to be better throughout the course of the ball game. Yeah. I'm going to put pressure on Domas and Foxy. They have to hold themselves to an elite level on every possession. But just as importantly, they got to open their mouths and hold their teammates to a high standard because that ain't going to fly. Give them Nick's a lot of credit. Mm. Good ball club. Tim's done a heck of a job with them. They're physical. They try to play the game the right way. You feel them throughout the course of the game. We're taking this win, but we got to be better. And it starts with Domas and Foxy. They got to open their mouths and they got to challenge their teammates to perform each possession at an elite level. But they have to do it themselves on both ends of the floor. Okay. Wait, strong words from Mike Brown after this euphoric Kings win on national TV. And, uh, you know, clearly not happy about the rebounding. We knew that. Uh-huh. I mean, the rebounding was atrocious. Uh-huh. And probably what he saw at the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was clear Mike was done with the bench after that. He went with a pretty tight group down the stretch that featured four of the starters, no Keegan Murray, Trey Lyles was in the place. What do you think about what he just had to say about Fox and Sabonis being more vocal with the team during those moments? Look, when we're watching the broadcast, we don't get to see how vocal they are all the time, right? Like there's certain plays you'll see Domas get in a huddle or call guys over. There's there's times. But communication is key. It's so cliche to say. And I think Mike Brown really tries to put that on his team. You're communicating at all times. And if you are the anchor, like you are with Domas, then you're talking on defense. If you are a leader on this squad, then you're talking when shit breaks down, not only on the defensive end, but on the offensive end. I think he wanted someone to get at somebody for not boxing out Josh Hart, for allowing uh, so many fast break opportunities with some terrible transition defense. And he's kind of saying, I don't need to always be that guy. Why don't you hold someone accountable too? They trust you and respect you just as much as they respect me. And to 
Demonis and Deeren's credit this year, it seems like anytime there has been a challenge for Mike Brown, they, they they've s- owned it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it reminds me of the quote. You know, I used to, I say it all the time. I, I think yeah. I haven't said it this year. I, I well, you haven't said it in a while. What what is it? Don't accept in victory what you would not accept in defeat. You've definitely said it this year, but not for a while. I don't think I've said it this year. Not for a while. I said it like eight times an episode <laughs> oh, last year. Yeah. Yes. But no, it's so uh, true. Um, because you don't ignore these things. And that's what I'm talking about. I would much rather learn from these issues in a win yeah. than you lose at home. And obviously, you don't ignore this type of stuff. I, I view it a little differently than Mike, where I go, you didn't play great tonight at times, right? You had a really strong first half. You uh-huh. look at the first half, Box Morgan. They shot 62%. They had 69 points. They were up 16. They were moving the ball, 18 assists. Second half, the ball wasn't moving. Uh-uh. They were settling a little For more. For a lot more One threes. One shot and out, just yep. threes. And it's like, that's where, for Mike, he's going, I, I, don't, I don't need to be calling the timeout and telling, like, this is, you guys on the court have to go. Let's yeah. get the shit together yeah. and challenge those guys. And I get that, and I'm fine with that. You know, he's when you're a coach, you have to find different ways to motivate, and that's what he's doing. And they, res- But that's the thing. They respect him enough where he can drop yeah. that shit, and they're going to be, like, cool with it, right? Like, they're not going to be like, oh, how dare he says such a thing. They're going to be like, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. There's certain things we could have done better. Um, just hoping now that Deer and Fox is healthy and okay, so yeah. he can stand up to that challenge. Let's give some more love to the people watching us live right now. We got a ton of new subscribers. Dude. Appreciate Andrew and Eli and Stephanie. How about Gabano donating five bucks? Foxy is an armor-plated mofo. Name that movie. LOL. Love the show. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I don't know I what movie that is. Like it. Uh, West Side Kings fan donated five bucks. How about Sabonis and those Frankie D's? That's great knowledge. Good job. I'm making a push. Uh, Morgan doesn't like it. I've, I, we, I was supporting we, it. We call it like assist dimes, right? Yeah. Well, Dropping who, dimes. Who, who's on the dime? Franklin D. Roosevelt. Good memory. So I'm saying we call him Frankie D's. The shit was we call him Frankie. The Kings had 28, uh, 28 Frankie D's. He's trying to make Frankie D's happen. And it's not awful. And it's kind of funny. So like I allow. I accept. Man, the Frankie D's tonight in the second half. Yeah, but we're not going to say it all the time. Okay, though. Like okay. you're going to drop it here and there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you to Skirt, who donated fi- uh, five <laughs> subs, on uh, five memberships. And we had some other people donate memberships, too. Did I shout them out already, Morgan? Um, You shout out a few. I'm trying to see if it's popping yeah. up. No, you're good. Okay. Appreciate everyone for supporting. Oh, that's what it was. It was uh, Sandalia donating 50 and SLP. George for gifting 50 Dude. subs to our community. You guys are the best. I see we have close to 900 people here. Whoa. Hit the thumbs up button. All it does is help us grow. It just helps the channel get more exposure. Also, make sure you're subscribed so we get 11,000 subs soon. And all summer long, guys, we'll have so much mm-hmm. Kings NBA mm-hmm. content. Uh, content. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Cam in the chat says, Josh Hart would be so damn fun on the Kings. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he works with the Knicks. It works really well. Oh, I was glad Emmanuel quickly didn't go off. He didn't hit his first shot until late in the game. He finished one for 11 tonight. Yeah, just not his best game. And I mean, if you think about it, if Jalen Brunson was out there, that's that's why when we were on our daily show earlier and we were talking to Brendan Nunes about Mm -hmm. Jalen Brunson and oh, why we want him to play tonight. 
it would have been more of a test for what's to come as they, you know, have to fight adversity and then their best player on the team uh, in that second half. And they didn't have to face that. Um, but that comes with the territory. That happens with the NBA guys' health. It all kicks in. A couple other notes uh, from the Kings tonight. We mentioned 24 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists for Sabonis. He was awesome. Fox closed well. Malik Monk finished with 19 points and five assists. Did not play a lot in that second half. Trey Lyles finished with 16 points, six rebounds, including a big and one. Yeah. Late. Oh, just steady, man. Just steady. Keegan Murray, I thought he had some nice moments. He ended up only playing just under 26 minutes. I would have liked to just see him more at the end, but it's like Brown just, he's very much like, I'm rolling with the hot guy. If Lyles is giving me something, he's giving me the size, I need rebounding, I'm going to trust him. And I don't think it's that he doesn't trust Keegan. I think he's like, I'm just trying to win games. And we still saw some nice things from Keegan tonight. Yeah, Keegan started the game really well. He was doing all the little things. Getting rebounds. He was getting rebounds. Nice take to the basket on RJ Barrett. No, it was great to see. And then, you know, Mike Brown just found a different flow that he wanted to go with at some point. And I'm not even mad about it because, I mean, one, you got the win. But um, but it it looked good out there once he had the right, um, rotations in there and everything. So, yeah, it was, it's fine. I mean, it's going to happen sometimes. He's a rookie. He had 11 points, four of eight shooting, two of five from downtown. I do like the fact that with Keegan right now, you're seeing more and more of him putting the ball on the floor. Like, teams know he can shoot the three now. And it doesn't mean he can't still get good looks, especially those dribble handoffs. They find him in the corner. He somehow gets corner looks because of how much attention Sabonis and Fox can draw. Yeah which is crazy and just shows you the potential of this offense to be even more dynamic down the road when you, if Keegan could drop, you know, 25 a night or something. But um, the fact that, you know, when they do come out on him, he's not afraid to put the ball on the floor. He's doing it more often. Yeah, I I, I think he's grown just so much more confident uh, in being able to create and understanding that it just makes the team better. It's not being selfish. I think that's something that, someone like Keegan Murray would seem like he worries about um, when it's like, no, you, you got this. Like you have the freedom to, to take the ball to the rack, to shoot the ball. Like you have a nice game. You are smooth. Please contribute because it only makes us all better. And I just love, he had one uh, where he was, I believe in the corner fakes, like he's going to pop out from the wing and then uh, backdoor cut. Sabonis found oh. him. Beautiful dime. Love the movement. Beautiful Frankie D for Sabonis. You know Beautiful what I mean? Frankie D. Beautiful. Um, before we continue, I do want to hear from De'Aaron yeah. Fox, Malik Monk. They do these combined press conferences a lot now with these two. It's cute. Is it? Is it cute? Yeah. Okay, let's uh, hear from Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox after this Kings win. You've been beat up the last couple of games. You even got a eye uh, issue tonight. Just what did it take to sort of come up big there in the fourth quarter and finish this one off? Oh, uh, I mean, I think uh, there's always a, a chance that I could, you know, go on a run. So that is what it is. You just keep keep with it. But for us, um, I don't. I wouldn't say that's why we won the game. I think we were able to get uh, key stops. We were able to execute down the stretch, and I think that's what ultimately uh, won us this game. And we, we also had a big lead uh, that we gave away, but we were able to maintain the lead throughout the throughout the entire. I don't think we ever lost it uh, in the second half. So uh, it was good that we were able to, we were able to answer their run. 
you guys gave up obviously a lot of offensive rebounds to them to, to be able to overcome some of that uh, even you know when you guys aren't maybe executing as well as you'd like how big is that to do especially down the stretch there well it's great that we were winning at the time so that's always a big thing but um, I mean we, we just have to be better at boxing out I mean that, that is what it is uh, that, that, that could have lost us a game but like I said at the end of the day uh, we were able to execute at the end of the day so that, that, that is that Hey, uh, so everybody says scoring the fourth quarter is hard, but you got 15 tonight, and you're the most efficient player uh, on the coach time in this league. I just want to know, uh, how do you make this look like it's easy? Oh, I told RJ in the fourth quarter, shots just seem to go in, so I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not doing anything different. They tell, they tell me the same thing. I'm like, sometimes the shots just start going in more, so that, that, that is that. I don't think there's a better way to put it. Malik, I know first quarter uh, and and better first half defense has been a focal point for this team. But to hold New York to to twenty three points in that uh, that first quarter, how big was that for the the team tonight? Yeah, it was huge, man. Uh, first, the first unit started off right uh, and got the big lead, man. We just came in and and, and kept the pressure up in the first half. So uh, we just got to continue to do that. But like Fox said, we got to box out, man. We got to box out. Oh, of course, there is an automatic ad that was playing, but you get the point. They do need a box out. And w- what, what's what? the issue here with this? With what? The re- the boxing out, what I'm just talking about. Yeah. Like, is it too much ball watching? No, just the like, way, that, the way like, that you uh, uh, attacked it. You're like, what's, what's the issue with this? No, like, when you have a team that you're going up against that shoots the ball like the Knicks, and there's going to be a lot of rebounds, long rebounds, rebounds that go in those random spots. You have to fundamentally, and this happened in a different game, and I forget which game it was. You have to fundamentally find man and then go after ball. It's like you're you're taught that in fifth grade basketball. And the Kings do such a good job of going back to – um, the fundamentals and, and really focusing and engaging and, and staying just locked in on those things, especially when they're told. But this thing, they were not staying disciplined on. Like even I, I mentioned to you, there was one play that Sabonis had rotated over. Oh, I think it was the one that his fourth foul one. He had rotated over on RJ Barrett and then Hartenstein was uh, right under the basket and would have gotten the putback. And I was like, right there, De'Aaron needed to get position just really quick. It just has to be a quick thought, no matter what. Find a man, find a body, get in the right position, push them out with your booty. Yeah, and Josh Hart just comes in flying. He does not care. He's going to crash hard and go get it. And there were some weird bounces tonight, but that one where there's five offensive rebounds on one possession, you're just like... Somebody grab the damn ball. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Like, stop going yeah. after the ball. Find your man and put a body on them. And that's where sometimes a zone comes in and it's difficult, right? Because you're just in a space and you're not necessarily on one person that you're supposed to seek out. And with that, I didn't understand why they weren't seeking him out, whether it was Davion or whoever. It's like they should have been faced nose to nose, deuce. Shot goes up. You're calling out shot. It goes up. I'm staring at you. I'm watching your eyes and then finding a finding position and putting a body on you, pushing you out. We heard Mike Brown post game to the media. What do you think he was saying in the locker room oh. after that game? I mean, I don't think it was pretty. Did anyone get the deep hog chain? <laughs> We're going to have to look at the Kings Twitter to see. If yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I was looking when Matt George was asking about the 
23-point first quarter for the Knicks. After that, the Knicks scored 30 in every quarter. So um, I don't see any pictures of a deep hog chain tonight. And, you know, I think, Mike, as the season goes on, and look, expectations should go up, right? It's You're no longer just playing cute basketball. You're 13 games above 500. I think Mike's like, no, if we want to have, like, this championship mentality and identity, yeah. even if it's not this year, we have to have championship habits at certain now. Yep. And you can't come in, like, willy-nilly just expecting to just outscore guys. And a better team that gets offensive rebounds like that, a team that can knock down threes, you may have lost by double digits tonight. Oh, so yeah. So let it be a wake-up call. And I, I just think for him, he's like, no, like, the, I am, we are raising the stakes now. Fox Sabonis, you're playing it all NBA level. You have to be more vocal. You yep. have to challenge guys. We all have to be more locked in. So I, d- I dig it. I dig it. Don't just be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with where you are. It's fine for the fans and yeah. all of us to be like, this is great. It is. It is awesome. All that stuff. Acknowledge it. But those guys in the locker room, that coaching staff, they're trying to win a championship. It's not fake tough love either. No. That's the thing. He's like not just being like, I'm not going anywhere to change because I want to, you know, make a point. It's like, no, he truly feels like this team mm-hmm. did not meet their standards um, on certain things in this game, in this matchup. And so nobody gets the depog chain someone says a golden one center should get the depog the the fans are pretty good the fans are really epic tonight yeah uh before i continue we should mention that tonight's night chat presented by sean stanfield over at guaranteed rate and rate.com slash sean stanfield um if you're looking to buy a house or you have questions about buying a house can i afford a house i'm a first-time buyer is this the right time do i have enough money uh or you're like hey i want to get this done i need to work with someone that can make sure i can get this done Sean is your guy. His beam is lit tonight. He's a big Kings fan. <laughs> so if you're looking for a house, he's helped our podcast listeners before. He is the man to call, Morgan. Are you okay there? That's where I was like, trying to hold in a burp, and I thought you were going to hop in and continue, Dude, and that's my bad. I just was swallowing a burp. No, I'm really sorry about your burp, but you pretty much already said everything that I would have said uh, about Sean. I mean, Jesus. Um, I mean, truly, it's that simple. If you need help with anything reach out to sean he will answer any of your questions even if it's kings related hit him up 916-276-7563 916-276-7563 that's equal housing lender subject to credit approval nmls id number 349707 company nmls id number 2611 nmlsconsumeraccess.org thanks so much to our friends at guarantee great guarantee great we should also mention tonight you go to deuceandmo.com, click on merch, use promo code thank you. Thank you. You get 20% off your order. Promo code thank you. We've got mugs, we got t-shirts, we got hoodies, we got stickers, various logos, including our NWO style one, a disciple one, our new logo, our Tower Records version, night chat, crew necks, hoodies, t-shirts, and more. It's all at deuceandmo.com. Click on merch, use promo code thank you. And check out, and you'll get 20% off your order. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, 39 wins for the Kings. 39 wins with a chance next game for what, Morgan? We're getting 40 wins this year. Let's go. Remember that clip? Oh, I'll Do never you remember. We're getting 40 wins this year. Let's go. Never, ever, ever 
Well, I forget. And they, I love it. They mocked those Kings fans yeah. leaving the California Classic. And here we are on March 9th. There we go. The Kings are one win away from 40. Time to celebrate every little win that the Sacramento Kings. That's the issue here. Is so many people think it's not about 40 wins people were even mocking necessarily. They're like, <laughs> Kings fans would be that excited about 40 wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kings fans would be excited about a lot of things. And now the Kings have exceeded all of our expectations where I feel like we're all so excited we're going to throw up, which, by the way, Deuce and I are probably going to be holding a live podcast in Sacramento. We're going to be having uh, details come out soon once we get that confirmed. I mean, it's just a way to celebrate yeah. with the community. I didn't love how you let in from throwing up to, hey, by the way, we're doing a I was live thinking podcast. about being that excited, yeah, yeah, I know, and then I, know, I thought I know, about I how know. excited I am to do that, <laughs> and I was like, we're going to all throw up everywhere together. Uh, Morgan, who was your dog of the game? Who was your dog? The candidates I put oh, up. please. Deer and Fox. Okay. Big time fourth quarter, uh -huh. 15 in the fourth. Damanis Sabonis, another trip dub. Malik Monk with a big first half, and then Trey Lyles off the bench. I'm going to go, oh, Trey Lyles. Um, I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. He's pushing through the hamstring that he says is 100%. <laughs> it's obviously not, <laughs> even if, nope, we're not doing the weird barking thing. It's weird. It's so weird. I don't like it. People in the chat like when that's I do the dog. That's not true. That's fine. Ruff, ruff. Nope. That's where we ruff. go. That's Okay. That's a, I have a good part, and I can do a, I, I have a variety. No. I have an angry, a happy one. No, we don't. We, ruff, ruff. That's a pretty good. You thought what that was that? a dog. That's a dog. Ruff, ruff. That's like a cartoon dog. <laughs> I'm a voice actor like Drew, that local guy. <laughs> Drew, he's trying to take your job. Deer and Fox will be my dog of the game, even though Trey Lyles is like, Pretty much right. And again, we're talking about a guy with a triple-double tonight in Sabonis that we're just not yeah, giving yeah. it to right away. But De'Aaron, just the way he pushed through so many things to be that guy in the fourth quarter to get this Kings um, the W, to make sure that the Kings were going to get the W tonight. Yeah, it's De'Aaron for me. The game was tied at 96, and De'Aaron says, let's go. Get on my back. I'm here. He attacked. He had a big three. Dunking on people's heads, getting it going in the mid-range. He attacked. He finished. Found a way to get the Kings win, even though Mike Brown is pissed off tonight. Ooh. I kind of like that Mike Brown's pissed. I dig it. Also, I want to acknowledge that the chat also votes De'Aaron Fox. 45% say De'Aaron Fox is the dog job. of the game. 42% to Domas Sabonis. Trey Lyles at 9%. And Malik Monk at 4%. Nearly... 1,000 votes. Wow, party people. Uh, I need your help in this. We love getting tweets. I don't know what this means. Uh, Michael tweets, watching the Deuce of Mo podcast, my wife says, quote, he could literally be a character on Parks and Rec. What's that mean? You've watched Parks and Rec, right? I mean, I've seen it. Leslie, but... no. Yeah, but what? Like, she's just passionate about her little city. So are you. Is that what they're... You're Leslie or, Nope. No, or are they comparing me to some some dummy on the show? Well, it could be that, but we're going to give well, yeah, you Leslie Nope. Yeah, what's his nope. name? What's the guy, dumb guy's name? Chris Pratt is Chris the dumb Pratt, guy. Chris Pratt, the dumb guy. I forget what his name is on the show. Pre-Marvel. Yeah, he's so weird. Um, either Even, yeah, he's weird. Um, but either way, you're going to be Leslie Nope. That's not... I don't think that's what they're going they with. They are. I think they're taking a proud shot little... No, and Michael, Michael, tell your wife she owes me an apology. No. No, Michael. Morgan hit me as I was saying, tell your wife, as if I was going to say something really offensive. I was worried for a what? second. I'm... I was like, are you going to cut a promo right now no. on his wife? 
Like, please don't. I just couldn't take it. Andy Dwyer. Andy, you're right. Oh. I haven't watched that show in there so long. Yeah. So long. Um, Leslie Nope. I like it. Shout out to Jesse. You donated 10 bucks saying, Sleep Beams, y'all. We did it tonight. Sleep Beams, dude. Yeah. How fun. Uh, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan Reagan, a matchup with the Phoenix Suns oh. on Saturday in Phoenix. Kevin Durant will not be playing in that game because of that rolled ankle. It ends up being like a grade two ankle sprain. Sounds like Woj says he's going to miss at least two to three weeks at this point. So sad. Who knows how long it's going to be, but he will not be playing Saturday. Obviously still a potent uh, Utah, potent uh, Phoenix Suns team, even without the guy. But, dude, that just sucks for a team that looked like they were clicking with him. They were 3-0 with him. Yeah, I mean, well, not only does it suck because the team looked like it was doing better, but I think just as a basketball fan, the NBA is better with, Kevin Durant playing like he's he's just a brilliant basketball player um and I'm sad that we won't see him because of injury but I'm also like okay Kings here's here's a test they're missing one of their star players how can you capitalize capitalize not to say that they don't have other guys on the squad but I'm saying capitalize in the sense of you're at this time of year where if you aren't making those tweaks and adjustments against these good teams in the league, then you're not going to be ready for the postseason. And I think there's so many times we want to talk about, oh, it's going to come down to experience and defense in the postseason. It can come down to some really good team basketball too. And the Kings have shown that with the consistency that they've played throughout this entire season. Yeah, it's big. It's it's going to be an important game for the Kings. Right now they have a two and a half game lead on the Phoenix Suns who are number four at this point in time. So mm. uh, the Suns have won four in a row. They won that game even though they did not have Durant the other night against OKC. They absolutely destroyed them. So that's going to be coming up on Saturday night. We'll be live following that game hell yeah and morgan's gonna be on nbc sports california pre half and post with drapes she's a drapes guy i'm a drapes guy you're filling in as analyst i'm filling in as analyst let's go and then you'll be hosting on monday for king's bucks at golden one center there we go there we go let's go it's baby let's go Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight so we'll be back live again saturday night of course we have our daily show That'll be 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Friday on Sacktown Sports. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your evening. Light the beam, baby. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.